Hey everybody, welcome to the Impact Wrestling Rundown, courtesy of the HeelCast. I'm Impact Dude, and I'm your host this week. Now look folks, people everywhere are asking about Slammiversary. Now I don't know where it'll be held, but if I may, I'd like to kindly ask my good buddy Ed Nordholm not to hold it the week of 4th of July. Last year I missed it due to being on vacation, as did a whole lot of other people. Actually... I'm away the previous couple of weeks this year, so Ed, if you're listening, can you do it after the 4th just for me? Folks, Vampiro made the U.S. news. Yeah, that guy. It seems like Stone Cold ran out of guests for his podcast. I know, Vampiro hasn't been relevant since he feuded with Crowbar in WCW, but apparently he's still a thing in Mexico, and for some reason, he doesn't blame Sexy Star for her armbar on Rosemary. The knucklehead actually went as far as to call Rosemary naive and to think he's irrelevant. Hey, Stone Cold, get yourself a real guest. Who knows, maybe Crowbar will take your call if you try hard enough. And then there was ultimate deletion. I've got to say, this hardcore WWE hater actually DVR'd Raw to see how they do. And in the end... It was Ultimate Deletion that got deleted from this wrestling fan's DVR. Folks, this is what happens when you don't fully commit to an idea. It was apparent that WWE management did this to appease Matt Hardy and had no desire to do it as a recurring thing. Let's face it, at times, Matt and Bray seem to be drunk old friends having a brawl over a spilled beer. In the end, in what could be the most unmemorable finish ever, Bray succumbed to a pathetic twist of fate and was unceremoniously deleted. The highlight was the cameo from Senor Benjamin. Now look, I like Senor Benjamin. I actually love the guy. But one, he deserved a big role, not a cameo. And two, we're accustomed to getting big surprises. And am I the only one who would have marked out in a major way? Ricky Morton would have shown up stuck in a cherry picker yelling, let me down. It would have been a nice way to tip their hat to Impact Wrestling and a great way to reach out to some of us who hate the WWE for not doing stuff like that. <clears throat> Speaking of Impact Wrestling, it's time for the Impact Wrestling Rundown Review. Is it me or is Impact really starting to get on a roll? This is two consecutive weeks of really good stuff. Let's face it, the shows have been great this year, but they've just gotten consistently better. It seems like the patience of this new regime is starting to pay off in a big way. Who'd have thunk that, right? A little patience goes a long way, folks. Yeah, crazy thought, but the second most over-wrestler of the night was... Falaba! Sorry, folks, but fat kids really do roll. I know I'm going to get killed for this, but I don't care. Give the big guy a big push. Over is what counts. And he even wakes the impact zone. Of course, he'll never be the most over wrestler with Rosemary in the house. My sis doesn't need no knockouts championship. Heck, she doesn't even need a win anymore. Saying she's on fire is the biggest understatement of the century. In fact, folks are going as far to say that she should be main eventing against the men and it's hard to argue with it. She's over. In fact, she's so over, I already hate Taya. And it's literally only because Rosemary can't get over on Taya. 
and count me among those that's going to continue to watch this until Rosemary wins because we all know she will. And when she does, it's going to be one of the biggest moments in Knockouts history and there will be no Knockouts title involved. Whoever is booking this feud is looking pretty damn smart right now and that's even with Taya missing Bound for Glory. While I'm talking, Rosemary, am I the only one that smiles? Ear to ear, folks, I'm talking huge grin. When I hear Josh Matthews say that Rosemary and Taya could be feuding for years to come. It's not the first time he said it. He said it several times now. This speaks volumes to Rosemary's contract situation and their plans for her in the future, wouldn't you say? Folks, sometimes you don't know what you had until he comes back. My man, James Mitchell, was on fire this week. He had gave what was easily one of the best, most fluid promos this company has seen in quite some time that wasn't delivered by the conductor of the gravy train. And let's not forget that Jimmy Jacobs guy is pretty special himself. It just goes to show you what a good manager can do. Both Kong and Abyss look like superheroes and never uttered a word. Now, speaking of superheroes that never uttered a word, how badass was Brian Cage this week? And that was with Lashley once again proving why he is one of the very top talents in the world. In fact, if you ask this podcaster, I'd say he is the, the top talent in the world today. It's a shame those two won't get to be the Rosemary and Taya of the men's division. And speaking of people who think they're superheroes, Josh Matthews is our new grand champion. Which means we're going to see him do things outside of the announce booth and inside the ring. That just goes to show you there are still some flaws in this show and it can get even better. Speaking of those flaws, we still had the internet wrestling community's boy Sanjay Dutt on commentary. Now, I've got to give Sanjay some credit here. This was easily his best work. I didn't even mind him that much until they decided to let him call the main event solo. I literally wanted to mute the show, but I would have also muted the wrestlers and the crowd, and it just would have been uh, weird to watch. I never thought that I would be so excited to hear Josh's booth when Josh came in and made the save. Sanjay, you're getting better, but... My goodness, man, there's still some improvement that can be done here. All in all, it is really hard to argue with the direction of this company. From Twitch specials to a Lucha Underground Super Show at WrestleCon with some fabulous matches on it. I mean, we're talking some major, major super matches on this card. To, to folks flat out being a consistent product, which has been my biggest complaint over the years from Impact Wrestling. This company is finally headed in the right direction, and I am ecstatic about it. Now, if they could just keep that Global Wrestling Network website running. Folks, that's it for the Impact Wrestling Review, courtesy of the HeelCast this week. I'm Impact Dude saying have a great week, and we'll catch you next time.